had some uh, pretty wicked lightning uh, last night for <laughs> the storm, man. Uh, I love those kinds of storms where the imminent death is not present. <laughs> you can watch the lightning. Yeah, you just sit back, relax, sit on the porch, and enjoy all of the uh, the lightning that came in. But uh, yeah. it was a it was a Ryan uh, from our news team was over right. at delivery, caught uh, a great video clip of right when the band was was starting to play or pl- starting to play one of the songs. There is a, a really awesome. It's like two or three lightning bolts that you could see in the window. Yeah, you can see it on the on the WSJM.com website, but I, I love the the headline, high energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm just, I'm glad the power didn't go out. Could you imagine oh, that have been something? Yeah. being in a band and like, all right, guys, I guess we've got to switch to acoustic. <laughs> New meaning of <laughs> unplugged. Exactly. Um, lots of things happening in the news uh, this morning. Uh, and you found something that uh, there might be some changes to uh, your, not even just your tailgate experience, but your... <laughs> Uh, your stadium experience here in Michigan, uh, what's going on with that? Lansing is very busy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have been talking about all the social issues they've been tackling in, in Lansing. The lawmakers have been dealing with, uh, you name it. But now they're considering a couple of proposals to allow Michigan universities to sell booze during school athletic events. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Because that yeah, inside that, the stadium, yeah, that's uh, not something that usually happens, not right now. But also, does that happen across the 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 country at some of these stadiums? Because I thought you'd think university campus, uh, you shouldn't have booze on uh, for these stadiums. But <laughs> well, well, <laughs> eight of the fourteen Big Ten schools, okay, already allow alcohol sales at football games. Supporters of the legislation in Michigan say changing the policy could help decrease binge drinking and other alcohol-related incidents. So there's some altruism to this. And by the way, it is bipartisan legislation. Go figure. Of course, because they are probably also fans of uh, either go green or go blue. Uh, (laughs) So this is interesting because, I mean... I, I don't tailgate often, uh, haven't been to many university tailgates, but we uh, we may have to check in with uh, a tailgate correspondent, uh, Bob Buchholz, who I know has frequented many a tailgate and many uh, um, Michigan games. So that's something that's interesting. And so you, when you go there, most people that go tailgate, if they're going to, you know, they're drinking booze, they're drinking uh, or doing uh, all their eating and all that stuff like binge drinking as well as binge eating before they get into the stadium. So this might change some things. People may not get there as early uh, for their tailgate. So, uh, well, let's see. Yeah, there was one option here. Uh, They don't really want to harm the tailgates. They want to hold them harmless under the bills. The universities that obtain liquor licenses, liquor licenses for eligible events could start selling alcohol an hour before the game. Okay. So not too soon. So you still need to have that tailgate. Interesting. I know I'm not too far from uh, another university now in Indiana, Notre Dame, um, and I'm not sure what their policy is. I'll have to go and find that out. Um, but that's uh, that should be interesting. So that this is something. Is that getting to the point of going up for a vote, or is it still in the in the process of uh, consideration? 
both measures uh, that have been introduced in the House and Senate have to go before the regulatory reform committees. They need to pass both chambers and the governor would need to sign it. I can't imagine a scenario where the governor doesn't sign that legislation. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it has to get out of committee, has to be voted on by the bodies and then the governor signs it. Well, August is pretty far away at the moment, so hopefully that, that happens before, uh, before football season kicks off again. Yeah. Um, another season that's going on right now is baseball season, and we love uh, watching the Tigers or listening to the Tigers as well. But another baseball team that we were talking about earlier this week was uh, the Oakland A's and how they were going to do their reverse boycott because they're really upset with ownership and Really, they have nobody going to the stadium. So their reverse boycott idea was, hey, let's all go to the stadium and pack the stadium. Yeah. It, it's probably not going to work out because I, I saw this. I saw this recently where uh, they might be joining their old Oakland neighbors, uh, the Oakland Raiders, uh, now Las Vegas Raiders. So they've oh. they've purchased... And this same thing is kind of happening with the Chicago Bears, how the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears, they said, hey, we want to keep the stadium. And uh, Chicago wants to keep the stadium at Soldier Field. And then they said, hey, we're going to buy this property out uh, oh. outside of town. Well, putting the pressure on. Yep. They've already uh, the Oakland A's, that is, have already agreed to purchase a 49 acres uh, plot in the city of Las Vegas with hopes of having a new stadium ready to start. The 2027 season. Wow. Yeah. A's president, Dave K- uh, Cable, said that despite the deal in place, we're not all the way there in Nevada, they say. So they're still they're still hanging on because they're probably, like you said, put the pressure on uh, the city of Oakland and the fans to uh, approve a new stadium. Because that was really one of the main reasons why they've been absolutely awful and been making wow. a lot of changes with the team. So we'll have to wait and see about that. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you buy you buy property somewhere else. That means you're moving the team. Yeah. At least they're not like um, the infamous uh, Colts move <laughs> where they just move in the middle of the night. No. What time is it? 11.59? Okay, yeah. get ready, guys. Hey, what, what are you guys doing with all those moving trucks out there? No, oh, nothing. Just uh, got some new, furni- new furniture. That's uh, We're just making some changes. And then they moved to Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't uh, end up being like that. Uh, but may they may soon have a professional baseball team in Las Vegas. Yeah, it sounds like they're thirsty for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you and I were talking about this the other day. Imagine, I mean, there's so many weekends... Uh, let's say guy type yeah. weekends, bachelor parties, that sort of thing for baseball. I mean, how many opportunities can you do to go hang out with your, your friends to at a ball game in Las Vegas, go gambling? I mean, it's just, it's a playground. Yeah, I would love, I, and I, I don't know if it's like this in the stadiums uh, for the football stadium, but I feel like there should be like slot machines right where you're oh, sitting down. Because of course there's sports betting that's going on <laughs> in all these different stadiums. Um, but that would be cool. Just like all of a sudden... Ding. Get, well, they have an, an air-conditioned tunnel to a casino from the baseball game. Right. That would be cool. Now, that that might end up happening. We'll have to see about that. But, yeah. And I don't know if they'll change their name or, or what's going to happen because the Las Vegas Raiders are still the, the Raiders. Oakland uh, Aces? No, no, the Las Vegas Aces. They actually have Las Vegas Aces are the, uh, I believe, the WNBA team. 
So okay. I don't know if they they can't take that name, but I'm there's tons of gambling uh they can't terms. Bet for it. Yeah. Wager. <laughs> well, we just flip for it, you know? What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see about that. I, I got a conversation that I'm going to play in just a moment with the uh, Michiana Jeep Club. Oh, nice. Um, but Jeep Jeep owners, uh, like you said, uh, Jeep owners, there's there's a certain lifestyle and a, oh, just yeah. a, the community and the camaraderie with that. Just like owners of a lot of other things like Harleys or uh, oh, yeah. things like that. It's really cool. Um, secret waves, yeah. secret, you know, community tricks that uh, yeah it's it's a fun thing to see absolutely so if you're a, a jeep owner you you know the stuff we're talking about even the the ducking where you yeah. you put the little rubber ducky uh, on the car i've seen a lot of people post about that uh but this is a really cool event you're going to hear about in just a second but got something to say brought to you by our friends at united federal credit union we get you uh if you are part of an organization maybe you have a, a fundraiser coming up maybe you're part of a club that's doing some great things in the community feel free to reach out you can email let's talk at wsjm.com or you can call give us some info 925 WSJM. My guest today is George Kirst. He's uh, the vice president of the Michiana Jeep Club. George, how are you? I'm great. Doing great, Johnny. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Really excited about a, a cool event that you guys have coming up, uh, your 17th annual Charity Road Rally. Uh, but first, got to ask you, you know, what is the Michiana Jeep Club all about? Do you guys meet on a regular basis or, you know, you guys have been around for quite some time, right? Yeah, the club was formed in 2007. Um, we have monthly meetings. We have several events a month throughout the year. Some months we have more than that. We get pretty busy in the summer. Uh, we do a lot of community service. We do uh, emergency transport in the wintertime for doctors, law enforcement, nurses, such as that, through Elkhart County. That's awesome. Uh, we do pack a backpack. Um, Toys for Tots is a big one for us. That's There's cool. quite a few things we're involved with. I uh, love Marine that. Corps League. Yeah, we, we keep busy. Yeah. And so, you know, how long have you been a Jeep owner? Because I know many people that I, I have, uh, you know, come across that are Jeep owners. You know, they've they've had them for many, many years. They love them. And even when they, you know, have to get rid of one, they usually end up getting another one. So what is it that makes a, a Jeep owner love them so much? I think it's all the things you can do with them, um, having the top and doors off running to places like Silver Lake and the sand, things you couldn't normally do in a regular vehicle. Um, I've been a Jeep owner since 1984. I went a few years without one, and now I'm back into it pretty heavy. We've got three, my wife and I. Wow. Uh, just being outdoors and it said the top and doors off. And yeah. The great people I've met through having a Jeep is just it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's certainly a, 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 it's a cult following, I would say. And and one thing I wanted to ask you, because I know I've seen this, I've never been a Jeep owner myself, but I see this all the time where uh, people will, uh, I don't know if it's called ducking or something like that, where you put the little rubber ducky uh, on another person's car just as a nod to uh, another Jeep owner. Do you know why that is, why people do that? 
I think it's just to make themselves feel good and brighten someone else's day up. Um, Lady in Canada started it several years back. I don't remember all the details, sure. but um, a lot of people really, really get into it. I see Jeeps with tons of ducks on their, on their dashes every yeah. day. That's really cool. Now, uh, and like you said, bringing a, lo- a lot of people together and meeting new people. And, and like you said about your club, doing so much uh, in the community and charity work, you guys have a really cool event, that uh, 17th Annual Charity Road Rally that's coming up on the 29th. Uh, tell me a little bit more about this. This is, uh, you're, you're, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun, uh, fun trip for people. Uh, what, what's going to be happening on that day? Uh, what a road rally is, is basically a scavenger hunt on wheels. Um, this one's my baby. I work for a local county road commission. I'm a greater operator. And I set the routes on as many rural roads as I can do, mostly gravels. Sure. And you have to look for clues along the way. Something in somebody's yard, uh, a mailbox. Yeah. I see a lot of stuff because I work at low speed. Yeah. And uh, we have checkpoints where you'll have to answer a trivia question and we'll pick some silly game like a minute to win it type game. And you accumulate points for that. And all your clues that you accumulate points for, they're correct. And then at the end, we uh, tally the points up. And you get to go and pick some prizes off the table. And all our prizes are worth a minimum of $30 which is the entrance fee to get into the road rally. Uh, we have raffles, uh, 50-50s, and everything we raise, every penny goes to Camp Millhouse. That's, the Cannon's Jeep Club keeps nothing. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and tell me a little bit more about uh, Camp Millhouse because you guys have raised money uh, for them. I know last year, I don't know if you've done this for all 17 years of the road rally, but just last year you guys were able to raise uh, more than $10,000 for Camp Millhouse. But for people that may not be familiar with what that camp is, tell me more about that. Uh, camp Millhouse is located on the south side of South Bend. And it's a summer camp for disabled people of all ages. It could be children from five or six years up all the way to adults in their 60s. Wow. Um, they get to do swimming, crafts, just have the camping experience. <clears throat> and... Camp Millhouse is not supported by any state or federal agency. It's strictly a run on donations, uh, such as what we do for them. It's just a great place. They're building a brand new lodge this year to uh, replace their 80 some odd year old lodge that was starting to basically collapse on them. Um, I can't say enough good about them. Yeah. We've been doing it for them for this is our fourth year. Okay. And every year we've made more money for them. And we're really hoping to beat that $10,000 mark again this year. Yeah, let's hope so for sure, because I know the, a lot of Jeep owners in our area, and this is that time of year where, uh, like you said, taking the doors off, taking the top off, and uh, enjoying uh, a great ride around southwest Michigan. So, like you said, it's a 36-mile drive or so in this uh, this route during the rally. Uh of course, people need to know where they start. Where 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 does this all uh, begin on the 29th? We're going to start at the Cass County Road Commission uh, Milton Maintenance Garage. It's the corner of Bertrand and Gumwood and Niles. Okay. Uh, that's the garage I work out of for, for my profession. And we will end up in Edwardsburg at the Flat Rock uh, Restaurant. Okay. 
And it'll last, uh, it looks like you got roughly from 10 to 5. So uh, pretty much the whole day, uh, you guys are going to have some fun uh, doing this uh, this trip. Could we meet you halfway through it? Or do you got to, in order to, of course, win and be eligible for some of these prizes, you got to go the whole route. But what if we say maybe couldn't make the whole trip but want to meet you at the end point? Could we do that? Oh, yeah, we'd be more than happy to have anybody that wanted to stop by. Just look for the Jeeps. Awesome. Uh, again, uh, this uh, Michiana Jeep Club uh, 17th Annual Charity Road Rally happening the 29th uh, of April. It's going to be a great ride, raising a lot of money uh, for Camp Millhouse. And George, where can we go to get more information? And is it a good idea for us to register ahead of time, or could we do that day of? Uh, we're going to do the registrations day of. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, MichianaJeepClub.com, and click on the events logo or yeah. the top, it's on top of the page, and it'll take you right to it. Um, I can also share it with you there at the radio station if they want to go to your website and see it, uh, my personal webpage, or MichianaJeepClub.com. Perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely get links up on our website for that uh, and looking forward to it. Again, that's uh, happening April 29th from 10 to 5 with the Michiana Jeep Club, their 17th annual charity road rally. Going to be a great ride and hopefully uh, crossing my fingers, you get a, a great day weather-wise so people can uh, take the tops off and even the doors if they want to and enjoy a great ride for a, for a great cause. But George, thank you so much for all the great work that you do. I know uh, working road commission and, and being around uh, all around the area yeah, that, it's a tough job, but uh, you guys do a great, great work, uh, not only your line of work, but also with the Michiana Jeep Club. You guys are doing some great things in our community. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate you having us today. And I hope to see everybody out next Saturday, the 29th. That should be a really cool event. Looking forward to that. So if you are a Jeep owner, uh, or uh, George actually offered to uh, for me to sit uh, co-pilot in the oh. uh, in the Jeep, so I might take him up on that because that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be like an all day thing, uh, but it is going to be uh, a fun trip for sure. Hel- hoping is, to raise a lot of money. Is it possible to not have a good time if you're in a Jeep community? Honestly, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't have fun. Uh, yeah. as anytime I've had a chance to ride in a Jeep, I've always had a good time, especially when you get to go off road and it sounds yeah. like they get to go a little bit, a little bit off road, uh, and enjoy off, some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having a great time. Uh, so if you want to have a great time and have a good conversation with got something to say, you can do that by reaching out to me. You can call 925-WSJM. You can email let's talk at WSJM.com. Got something to say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you and uh, you can check out got something to say not only during the morning show, but also in the afternoon at 530 after news with Andrew Green. And you can always check out the podcast anytime at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. All right, Ken, uh, you uh, have found a, a list of many, many, many oh my gosh. Uh, candidates for, for President of the United States. Well, and, and one of the reasons I thought we might talk about this this morning mm-hmm. is because it's now being speculated. There are rumors swirling around Washington, D.C. that our current sitting president, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. will be announcing his reelection bid next week by video during a campaign, uh, finan- uh, a campaign solicitation. Donations. Okay. Um, so it's it's rumored. 
Not confirmed yet, but it doesn't seem unlikely that that would happen. He'd release a video saying, hey, we've done this. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm running for re-election. But there's still a lot of speculation that he may not run. Or if he does run, he's going to be vulnerable. So my quiz for you, or my questions, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. a couple of them. How many presidential candidates are already confirmed that they are going to run? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> out of Confirmed the ones that, that yeah. They, they have filed papers. Yeah, that's where it get, gets interesting because there's there's quite a few that I've heard that are rumored, that are possible, uh, that they said they should. Um, but I'm going to say confirmed, already put papers in six. Oh, come on. You peaked. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just guessed. I literally guessed. Um, there's only yeah, I'm down. One thing you'll learn about me. One thing you'll learn about me. I am somehow, and Jocelyn gets mad at me all the time because <laughs> she'll be like, "Yeah, just name a number between this and this, or how much do you think it costs for this or that?" And I usually know those just off the top of my head by guessing. Um, so I have the ESPN. I guess I've got it. Uh, but so 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 six. So who are the six? So we've got Donald Trump. Nikki Haley, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. Kennedy is in the mix. Asa Hutchison, the former governor of Arkansas, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Marianne Williamson. Well, okay. I don't know if you've heard Marianne Williamson speak, but she, I mean, she has a very charismatic personality. She's from where? Uh, I don't know where she's from. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I did hear about the, uh, I think I was listening to Michael Patrick Shields uh, yesterday, and he did mention that the Kennedy, now that that is the nephew of JFK, is that correct? I don't know my uh, my family tree of Kennedys all that well. Royalty, I would not, I would not yeah. be good at, but I believe that's correct. He's 69 years old. Okay. So that would make sense math-wise. Okay, interesting. But, you know, so the, the you asked a little bit about the age ranges because the, the sitting president is 80 currently. Mm-hmm. If he wins re-election, he would be 82 when he's sworn into office. Ooh. And by the time he would leave office, he would be 86 years old. Hmm. Uh, Donald Trump, currently 76. Nikki Haley, 51. Robert Kennedy, 69 mm-hmm. years old. Asa Hutchinson, Hutchison is uh, 72. Uh, Vivek is 37, so that's on the very young side. And then Marianne Williamson is 70. Now, how many do you think are confirmed, rumored, or likely? Confirmed, rumored, or likely. Oh, man, that's... I mean, these are legit legit names that are out there. Yeah. Floated former governors, current governors, senators. I mean, just on the Republican side, I would say that number of the six probably doubles to at least a dozen. Um, but then even I think that even though that Joe Biden in the reelection side, I feel like there's still some even including uh, our governor uh, here in Michigan about a, a possibility of, you know, if 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 he doesn't, maybe. You know, Gretchen Whitmer becomes uh, somebody that's in the mix as either, uh, you know, president or even just a a cabinet member or even as much as vice president. So I'm going to say, yeah, a dozen for for rumored and confirmed possibilities. Okay, 27 at last count. 27. 
And we're not talking about slouches here. We're talking about, uh, like you said, governors. There's mm-hmm. senators. There's Pete Buttigieg, who's now a Michigander. Mm-hmm. Liz Cheney, who was on the January 6th committee mm-hmm. when she was still in office. Ted Cruz. Kamala Harris, of course, vice president currently. Uh, Josh Hawley. Amy Klobuchar, Democrat okay. senator. Uh, Gavin Newsom, governor of California. Christy Nome. Bernie Sanders. Is still thinking about it. He's still rumored. Elizabeth Warren coming back. Uh, obviously, Governor Whitmer is uh, rumored as a potential. So, a lot of lot of speculation as to what could happen, what will happen. It'll be interesting to watch. And like you said at the beginning of this, they're going to be yard signs growing out of oh my uh, people's gosh. yards. Yard Probably. signs, bumper stickers, all of those things. And and that's what my biggest pet peeve are the people that keep the signs. After the election, I don't care if the person won or lost, just get rid of the signs. Like it's, it's time for that to go. You don't need to have X candidate 2020 still in your yard three years later. I think it's time yeah. for that stuff to go. What about on the young side? Cause I know speaking of Kennedy's, you know, John F. Kennedy being one of the youngest, if not the youngest uh, president ever, are there any of the round that th- 40-ish range. Uh, well, we seem pretty old. One person who's, who's 37. Okay. I mean, Governor Whitmer, what, Governor Whitmer's 51. Okay. Uh, one of the rumored, rumored is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's, uh, uh, I would say, a lot talked about member of Congress in mm-hmm. the Democrat Party. She's 33. Okay. So she's rumored, rumored to be running. So, I mean, if you're looking for some of those young, uh, younger Spectrum folks, Pete Buttigieg, forty-one. Yeah. So you've you've got a lot in the forties, yeah. some in the fifties, and then it climbs from there. But uh, some people are, uh, you know, I don't mind as they're getting older, but uh, you gotta you gotta keep yourself in shape, uh, not only mentally but physically, because uh, that yes. is a very taxing job for sure. Um, yes. Speaking of being old, I, 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 do you have any more presidential quiz questions for me? No. Okay. No. Okay. All done. But speaking of being old, I, I found this story. I thought it'd be good as we are talking about as you as you age gracefully, uh, not only on the presidential candidate side, but also just in life. There's a 108 year old man, and he is the oldest. He's still working. The oldest volunteer firefighter, and he lives over in New Jersey. He's been working with the fire department. Get this: how many how many years? He's 108 years old. How long do you think he's been with the fire department? I mean, if he joined when he was uh, still a youngster, I mean, 80 yeah. some odd years. Yeah, 84 years he's been there. Wow. Uh, and, wow. And you know, he actually has some advice and, and the secret as to how he's been able to live and work this long. Here's what he has to say. I'm still driving. Everybody crazy. I like to have a sense of humor. It's good. If you're nasty and angry, you ain't going nowhere. And I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a fireman. So I became a fireman. I drink Ovaltine every day. See? Drinking Ovaltine. Just like in the Christmas story where little orphan Annie said, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. (laughs) How does Ovaltine factor into how well you fight a fire at 108 i don't know it's got to be something <laughs> helping him uh healthy and strong for sure but 
Yeah. Maybe he's sponsored. 108-year-old firefighter sponsored and brought to you by Ovaltine. <laughs> Absolutely. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. And it was funny. In the in the video, he's just holding that perfectly. Oh, no, he's not. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's uh, but there That's you great. go. That's 108 years old. That's pretty awesome to still be uh, doing things like that, like fighting fires. But, I mean, I don't know what well, as much what he's doing as the firefighter, though. I mean, is he making the chili? Is he rescuing the cats Yeah, the trees? He might be the the cat rescuer, but even I mean, if he's climbing, a skill. It's if he's skill. climbing up a ladder at 108, that's pretty amazing Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, that's great. So there you go. That's really fun. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Uh, some odds and ends kind of stories that we have for you this morning. Some of the stuff that we saw earlier this week that we may not have uh, got to yet. Um, Ken Lundberg, you, uh, I know, uh, as we start to learn a little bit more about Ken, yes. Uh, you mentioned you're a, a pescatarian. For people That's that right. don't know what that is, what what is that? You eat fish. Okay. You eat fish. So I, I mean, it's most it's primarily a vegetarian type diet. But uh, yeah, I, I used to be a carnivore. I switched over from eating uh, red meat and any kind of meat. Um, I don't know how many years back it's been. It's been a, f- a few years. Okay. Uh, for health reasons, you know, I had some Makes of those sense. typical health issues, and and really enjoy. Uh, the variety that you get from both vegetarian and, and pescatarian. I, I, I was raised in the Pacific Northwest, and okay. so salmon is a staple out there. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah, and so fish, um, I, be, I taught myself how to cook fish, and so I really like it. There you go. I like yeah. that. Um, did you ever go to the, the the meat market and see the, the tossing of the fish in Seattle? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I knew one of the guys there who was tossing fish, his name was Bear. And oh. uh, I asked him to throw me a fish. He said, you don't want any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want one of the big ones. Maybe one of the yeah. small guys. Yeah, um, throw, throw me a minnow, please. Yeah, I just catch that. I'll, like, I'll get like a bag or something so that I can catch it. So I got a good catching area. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty cool. Um, but when it comes to meat, uh, you so you stay away from the red meat. That's right. Uh, I actually do have some and meat. by the way, chicken is not a plant. Chicken's not a plant. Okay. If you're a vegetarian, you can't eat chicken. What about eggs? Yeah, you can eat eggs. You can eat eggs, but why? Absolutely. Isn't that because they're not chickens? They're just they're just. Mm. I don't want to get too graphic here, but they're just eggs. All right, all right. Yeah. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, obviously oh, the chicken. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a couple meat-related stories, uh, but this yeah. this one came out of uh, Aurora, Ohio. Uh, they're looking, they're on the lookout for a raccoon that was, uh, a porch pirate, a porch pirate raccoon. Okay. Uh, he walked onto the porch, stole someone's Amazon package, but honestly, the raccoon did he stole the package. And this is, this is where the story I'm like, okay, you were kind of asking for your stuff to get stolen by some sort of animal. Guess what was inside this box that they had ordered on Amazon. Birdseed. Meat. Oh. Go- from Amazon? Yeah. Apparently you can or- order gourmet duck meat because that what was in, what was in there. Wow. Um, wow. So yeah, the raccoon actually was hanging out uh, behind their tulip uh, tulips and then ate all the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. But now he's uh, on the loose. Huh. Uh, another meat story. This is something we found earlier this week. Uh, okay. and, and you know, you see all of these 
these different tricks and things uh, that people post on social media, and I'm not sure if this one was one of those, but a lot of people are starting to do this where they're marinating their steaks mm-hmm. in Coke and Dr. Pepper. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Marinating, marinate in huh. Coke and Dr. Pepper. I've heard of uh, not steaks, but I've heard of like uh, when you do like pulled pork. Sometimes yeah. you'll take like the pork butt and, and, and put it in yeah. a, a combination of either Coke or Dr. Pepper or something like that, but not steaks. Um, but they say the acid will actually break down the meat's protein, um, resulting in a softer texture. Some people even braising their brisket in cola while others are cooking wings in Coke because they says it gives a nice uh, caramel-like syrup and a perfect glaze. Why wouldn't you use 7-Up or Sprite? Or Mountain Dew? How about a Mountain Dew steak? A Mount- I don't know about a Mountain Dew steak, huh? but I would consider Mountain Dew chicken. <laughs> I just don't want it to turn all green. It's the proper pairing. Yeah. Soda and... Yes, the, the notes are really coming out from the Mountain Dew. But would you ever do this? I mean, I know you're not going to eat red no, meat, but would you, no. mar- would you marinate I mean, some fish? I mean, you could. I mean, I, let's start at here's a protein. Mm-hmm. What am I going to marinate it in? Am I going to choose soda pop? Probably not. I mean, yeah. part of the reason is because I can't control what that flavor or profile is going to look like. But I am a big fan of Dr. Pepper. I. I you know, I've liked that in the past, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems, it seems a little bit like a waste of a good soda. Yeah, you were asking me, too, the other day, of what, what are the ingredients in the Dr. Pepper? Yeah, what's the flavor? It's Dr. Pepper. It's not pepper. What no. is it? There's, there's, and there's, I think on there that says 23. There's 23 flavors, but I don't know what those. Those are a mystery to me, just like the 11 herbs and spices from KFC. I don't know all of those oh, yeah. either. Um but I did see in the store one time there was um, baked beans that were, I think, Dr. Pepper baked beans, if you're a fan of that. I would I would eat Dr. Pepper Pop Rocks. Okay. That would be delicious. Those would be good. Uh, one last thing that uh, that is part of it. This is, I guess, a, not even a meat-related. It's more of like the cookout uh, list of stories here. You can vacation in the Bush's Baked Beans they're giving a chance to vacation this summer in a giant baked bean can. What? Yeah. You vacation in a can. In a can. The silver can has the Bush Bean logo on the side, and campers can uh, win a three-day stay in Big Bend National Park in Texas, uh, the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, uh, or the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Tennessee. You can go to all those places. So this tin can is not in like any normal uh, tin can. There's actually a bedroom, a flat-screen TV, a bathroom, uh, breakfast and dinner prepared by a chef. Not sure what's on the menu. My guess, beans. Yeah, beans, beans, baked beans, baked so, beans. But it, I mean, you think about it. They could open a chain worldwide mm-hmm. of different canned food resorts. Yeah, tuna, chicken of the sea. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah, be a good one. What are they? Uh, don't they call Boston like Bean Town? Oh yeah, yeah. Boston is Bean Town. You could you could vacation in Boston in you some could, baked beans. You could do you could do spam somewhere. Ooh, I, I like where. that. Yeah, spam vacation. So you you know, speaking of pescatarian, you could do a sardine. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Everyone lines up very tight. 
in the can. So we'll work on our canned vacations. But if you want to Google uh, Bush's Camping Contest site, you can do that. Uh, but we know uh, a lot of people love vacationing here in southwest Michigan. And it's almost yes. that time of year. Uh, a lot of things happening uh, with uh, some developments. We'll talk about oh, yeah. uh, a business changing hands uh, and some new things happening in just a moment with your Moody on the Market update. Bold Women of Business and Best Places to Work. We're actually uh, right now looking for the best places to work. And you have until Sunday to Sunday, nominate. This Sunday to nominate. Yeah, so you simply just go to moodyonthemarket.com, go to Best Places to Work, nominate a business that you think is doing some great stuff. We'll get 20 businesses, part of the class of 2023 uh, this year uh, right there. But uh, again, you can also check out some great stories at moodyonthemarket.com. We always like to update you, brought to you by our friends and insurance management service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And Ken, you were actually uh, just talking with uh, an owner, the new owner, the of, new owner of Babes. So That's tell me, right. tell me about this new owner. So, I mean, if you think about Benton Harbor, places to go mm-hmm. to get a relaxing beverage after hours, uh, you know, or on, on Saturdays, you think about some of the some of the options that you have. And since 1958, you've had Babes Lounge in Benton Harbor. Love it wasn't this. always it wasn't always on Riverview Drive. But, it, you know, it was established on Main Street. They, uh, they moved and they had some fires. And then in the late 70s, it established on at 565 Riverview Drive. And it's been there ever since. And now, Keith Pulaski, the owner of Heaven Sent Carpet and Upholstery Cleaning, he and his wife own Babes. Nice. Yeah. And they're actually, yeah. they're changing the name. Is that right? They're changing the name. It's still going to be Babes. Okay. It's going to be, instead of Babes Lounge... Babes Riverview Bar and Grill. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they have a lot of nice plans of what they're going to do to update, refresh. You know, one of the things that Keith told me in the interview that I'll be posting on Moody on the Market next week mm-hmm. uh, of the full-length interview is a lot of people had come to him when he started saying, hey, "You know, I'm thinking about buying Babes." Mm-hmm. And they're saying, "Yeah, that'd be great because we really miss it since it's been closed." Yeah. He said, "Well, it's not been closed." Well, yeah, so that's kind of the reputation he wants okay. to overcome. He wants to overcome, and 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 honestly, they've already began the reno- begun the reno- renovations. Um, you know, there are some leaks after the freezes, deep freezes over mm-hmm. the, over the winter. So they've got a new floor, new dance floor. They have new ceiling, um, new new atmosphere in there. They want to brighten it up. One of the things they're planning, and we'll talk more about this in the in depth interview, is opening the river view. With one of those, you've seen the garage doors yeah. that open to, to reveal a patio. So they'll have fires, nice, you know, uh, nice fire pits on the patio, uh, an opportunity for a grill out there. It's going to be a nice place. I love that. So uh, you can check out that story, the full story, and looking forward to the video uh, interview as well yes. that you'll be able to see on MoodyOnTheMarket.com. Uh, go check out that and all the other great stories and stay updated with what's happening in our community. And we always like to do that. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.